Let me say morning, studio. Morning. morning. Yesterday on the show, we were talking about our favorite movie quotes, but then we started to get into what are the biggest movie quotes of all time. It's a fun debate. Uh, and Amy started throwing in some of her movies. And Amy, your movies were like Pretty Woman and stuff, right? Uh, Legally Blonde. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And those were your favorites, but I, my argument was the biggest of all time, you don't have to explain what movie it is. You just say it like, life is like a box of chocolates. Yeah. And people know what it is. Like everyone, universally. And we said, hey, call us and leave us a voicemail on movie quotes that you think are the biggest ever. And we'll, we'll see if they, they kind of matter. Because if we were doing Mount Rushmore of, of the four biggest movie quotes, we may come back to that in a second. But here we go. <laughs> here is the first one from Portland, Oregon. Here you go. Hey, Bobby. New listener from the Portland area. Love the show. And movie quote, I'm the king of the world, Titanic. That's a good one. Yeah. a boat and doesn't say that. You know what I mean? Especially stands on the front right. of it. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm going to put that on the list of considering. That's a considering. One of the biggest ones. But that's for sure, right? If you just go, I'm the king of the world! <laughs> yeah. Everybody knows that's Titanic. Okay, here's another one. Hey, you guys forget about Friday. The movie Friday. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> I think a lot of people that say bye, Felicia, don't even know what bye, Felicia's from. I'm one of them. They, they just say it as a meme. Because I don't think Amy's a big Friday watcher. I watched Friday as a kid. Amy, did you know Friday had Bye Felicia in it? I didn't know that's where Bye Felicia came from, but doesn't Friday have another quote? You ain't where... got no job. You ain't got no, yeah. <laughs> it's Friday. It's Friday, got... yeah. Okay, I'm going to yeah, not say it. Bye Felicia is one of them. It's a big one, okay. but not one of the big, one, not one of the biggest. Okay, here's a good one, though. Hey, Bobby. Movie quote, Top Gun. I feel the need, the need for speed. Good one. I feel the need, the need for speed. That's a big one. Um, Put that on the considerable list, Mike. (laughs) We're we're making a list here. That's a good one. If you say that, I think most people people wouldn't Mm -hmm. have. Uh, Here's another one. Hey, what about Ferris Bueller's Day Off when the teacher's like, Bueller, Bueller, Bueller. That's just a thought. Might be before your time. A little before my time, but I know it. And also they say Bueller, so you know it's Ferris Bueller. Right. All these are huge, by the way. We're not arguing these aren't massive quotes. But to go on the, I put five on my Mount Rushmore. It's four plus a bonus. I don't think that makes sense. <laughs> That's not how it works, but okay. <laughs> no, no, my version. His uh, version, yeah. Yeah, here's another one from Bad Boys. Bobby, big fan of the show. I'm a 93 baby. Big quote of my lifetime would definitely be Bad Boys. We ride together. We die together. Bad Boys for life. I also hear, I think, Jason Aldean in the background. Nice. <laughs> I, I couldn't really tell. It was, I don't want to live. No, it, uh, Ray, we turn the music up for one second. Yeah. I don't want to live without you. I don't want to spend it. Oh, that's Blake and Gwen. That's what that oh, was. Okay, okay. Blake and Gwen. <laughs> when another song's playing, it's hard for me to hear another song. Here's one more voicemail. I've taught middle school for 20 years, and even students who have never seen the movie will yell, run, Forrest, run, anytime they see somebody running during a time when they shouldn't be. I've heard it more than any other quote ever. Yeah, any of the Forrest Gump stuff could work. Yeah, You, you just kind of go, what's the biggest Forrest Gump quote? Because I agree. Massive. I th- I think Life's Like a Box of Chocolates is a little bigger than Run, Forrest, Run, though. I would think so. Okay. On the Mount Rushmore, I'm going to put... I got to put Box of Chocolates. Come on. Life is like a box of chocolates. We got to put... Luke, I am your father. 
That's huge, man. I've never seen Star Wars, but I think that's on the biggest movie quotes of all time. Because again, that's not a personal favorite of mine, but I just respect it so much because yeah. every So those two for sure. Do I do we put I'm the king of the world on there? I wouldn't. What else would you put on there? The biggest ones of all time. Something that just came up. Yeah. I was thinking, all right, all right. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> no, that is not, not big I, enough. I like it, but I don't know that Days and Confused or, is a big enough movie. Um, they keep getting younger. <laughs> I stay the same age. I think I'll be back is one, though. I think yeah. that has to go from Terminator 2. I'll be back, right? Yeah, that's huge. Anytime anybody leaves anywhere, they go, I'll be back. Right. <laughs> right. For years, they've been doing that. Hmm. We're three in. Can you convince me that something else is bigger than I'm king of the, I'm the king of the world? How about you're killing me, Smalls? Personally, I love it. I love Sandlot, yeah, but yeah. I don't. Mm, I would think I'm the king of the world is bigger than you're killing me, Smalls. Okay. Would you, Amy, think that I'm the king of the world is bigger? Yes. Th- okay, we're gonna put I'm the king of the world. You had me at hello. No. Jerry Maguire. That's you. That's a big one. <gasps> oh yeah. Mm. That's huge. If, Everybody knows you had me at hello. If you build it, he will come. Oh, probably it's one. big, but oh, probably not. The build of dreams. Yeah. Mm. I mean, we could do another Terminator. Hasta la vista, baby. Oh, there's another one. No. What Oops. about get busy living, get busy dying? Mm. No. Okay. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a big. All these are massive. <laughs> I'm like the caller where I'm convincing myself in the middle. That's nah, probably not good. <laughs> <laughs> we're not arguing if these aren't all massive. I think that that's that's the one. I think we're gonna put that for us. I think we're, the other one's going to be the. Oh, but on Star Wars, do we do May the Force Be With You or I'm Your Father? I like I'm Luke, your I'm Your Father. Okay, okay, okay. So, and we're going to do, you have you have me at hello, right? Yeah. yeah Jerry okay. And these are ones that, w- in our life, isn't that the rule? That wasn't that the rule yesterday? Quotes from our life? Okay, let me see the, the top five we have. Mount Rushmore plus one. <laughs> okay, I think, I think we just worked our way through this. Okay, we have, life is like a box of chocolates. Forrest Gump. Boom. Luke, I am your father. Yes. From Star Wars. I'll be back. From Terminator 2. You had me at hello. From Jerry Maguire. And then, I'm the king of the world. From Titanic. Those are the top five. Those are the Mount Rushmore plus one movie quotes from our lifetime. That's good. We just did it in the first segment of the show. Love it. Boom. Welcome, everybody. (laughs) Morgan number two is our head of digital. She's dating. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dating. Have you been on a date since quarantine? No, I haven't. Have you been on a virtual date? No, I haven't. I've just been kind of scared of dating in quarantine life. I did see a dating commercial where they're now promoting, because they have uh, the the video chat feature built inside the dating app, so you don't have to give out numbers. Would you do that? I would do it. I just, I don't know. I'm kind of like, I'll just wait until things go back to some kind of normal, and I'll go on a normal date. Are you on the apps still? I'm still on the apps, yeah. Matching? Matching with people. I just, I'm really bad about like responding to one message and then not responding to anymore. If an attractive guy asked you out, but you found out that he was like seriously addicted to Candy Crush, like would spend a couple hundred dollars a month on in-gate, in, in-app purchases of a Candy Crush, would that be unattractive to you? Like I, if he was super obsessed with Candy Crush? I don't think it would be at first. But then if I started dating him and it became a thing, yeah, I think I would want him to stop that. So then I'd probably just not date him because I don't want to change him. So let him have a thing. So you'd find him unattractive. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think so. Thank you very much. Let's oh, get I get it. Unattractive. Oh. <laughs> you're so smart. Well, I was just, I, I was thinking about that. I have a friend who plays Candy Crush all the time, and I'm like, dude, you're a dude. You're like a 36 year old single guy. And I wonder if girls would find that unattractive because he plays and he buys all the little level bumps and all that stuff. So, what I wonder from all of you, what is the most unattractive app you have on your phone? It could be something that you're embarrassed of or the worst app you have. But if someone saw it, they'd be like, why do you have that? <laughs> uh, mine's easy. I never use it. I don't know why I downloaded it. It's called Nebula Horoscope. I don't, I'm not even into horoscopes. <laughs> no, you're not. I don't know why I have it, but about once every two months, I'll see it and open it up and check my horoscope. <laughs> but it's never bad. And it's always right because it's so vague. Mm-hmm. It's so, you know, today, at some point, someone with letter S will come into your life. <laughs> it like, never of course, says- says- <laughs> if I talk to enough people or if I just follow somebody on Instagram. But I have that. And I also have, uh, I started running. Well, I ran one time. A couple days ago, I was like, I'm bored. I've been riding that bike so much. I go to my gym now a couple times a week, but I just wanted to go run. I go run around my neighborhood, so I needed an app. So I downloaded something called 21K Runner. I didn't realize it was training you for a half marathon. (laughs) (laughs) So now I got to commit either to keep the app because it's an in-app. You have to buy in-app purchases. Yeah, you have to buy that one. Yeah. Um, So I have that one, too, that's pretty dumb that makes no sense. Amy, what do you have? Oh, I like Temple Run, too. Do you play that? Well, <laughs> so I am embarrassed about it because... Did you dominate Temple Run 1? <laughs> <laughs> you beat it. Well, it's something that my kids love. Yeah. And I say it's on there for them. But sometimes I pull it up and I mean, it's kind of fun because you like drive the your phone. You can like lean it left, but then you also use your fingers to swipe. And I got pretty good. Yeah. And so I would say I don't... Nobody knows I play. Mm-mm, not even my it's kids. A, it's a safe space here. Eddie? Yeah, <laughs> no, one? yeah, no. yeah. So so mine's called the uh, Roulettist, and it's a basically roulette or any casino game that you gamble on, but it's not real money. You fake gamble? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm and on roulette? There, guys, I'm on there a lot, too, and I'm like, come on, 21 red today. Is that like red. someone who will like <laughs> act like they're smoking a fake cigarette just to get the feeling? Sure. Because yeah. you need sure. that to gamble? Well, it's in the, the money's in the thousands, like, you know, and all I want at some point is a million dollars, and I can never get there. It's like his uh, O'Doul's <laughs> or something. Oh, yeah. Morgan? <laughs> I mean, I have three dating apps on my phone, so I would really like to get rid of those sometime soon. <laughs> Are you on all three of them, rocking all three of them? Yeah, not Tinder. I'm on Hinge and Bumble and another one, but it's not it's not Tinder. Lunchbox? Uh, yeah, I am like terrified of a snake crawling out of somewhere when I go walk out to take the trash out or I'm looking for something in the yard. So I have a flashlight app where it is a bright light. You just hit it, and it's a flashlight, and you use it on your phone. It's amazing, but it's really embarrassing that I have a flashlight app. But you have an app because all you have to do is hit a button on your phone. Yeah, we all have No, no, I downloaded no it's a the special fla- one. Yeah, like, you- watch. Oh. I don't need that for you. Just you don't need to hit a button. <laughs> yeah, man, it's on your oh, phone. I was assuming he knew that, and this is a super special flashlight, right? No, no, you download the app. It's called the flashlight app. No, 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 but no. does it do this? Like, ready? Is that what it does? That's what it does. But it's a- Bones, you oh, just blew I his mind. Built into the iPhone. Like on the front facing, that it turned into a. No, 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 no. Oh wow! So if you just push the app, it does that. That's what it does. <laughs> Interesting. Some that's somebody in Russia that just got all your info. <laughs> Like, you don't need that. That's funny. All right. Wait, you have a flashlight? Yeah, we all, yeah, we it's all not have an app. It. It's built into we the all have it. All right, got a couple kids here. First up, it's Cooper. Hi, Bobby. Um, morning, studio. I just want to say that my grandma, she's uh, 94, and she just beat um, the coronavirus. And I just wanted to give her a shout-out. So, yay, Grandma. And I listen to the show every day. So, bye. Wow. 
94 and beat Corona. And Cooper, Amazing. shout out to you, bud. He's 12. Uh, here is Emerson, who's turning 10. Hi, Bobby. Hi, studio. I'm a huge fan of the show, and I'm turning 10 years old, and I love a birthday shout out. Thank you. You got it, bud. <laughs> Emerson, happy birthday, buddy. Wow. Look at that. Hey, man. You can always call us and leave a voicemail. 877-77-BOBBY. That's our phone number. 877-77-BOBBY. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. Firefighters in Tennessee cut through a wall at a family's home to rescue a dog that was chasing a squirrel in the attic. The dog's up in the attic, chasing after a squirrel, falls through. And Mm -hmm. firefighters, they go in Chattanooga, and they go and have to cut a hole in the wall, and they get Bella out, who's a wiener dog. (laughs) Luckily, everybody survived. Everybody's good. Firefighters just used a saw, cut through the wall. They're like, Bella, they're trying to make the dog not move while they're cutting the wall. So they cut back there, but the dog obviously runs to the sound. But everything's good. So good for the firefighters, good for the dog. Everybody wins in that one. That's funny, huh? Yeah. It's funny because everybody got it. Okay. All right, that's what it's all about right there. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from the Bronx, New York. A 35-year-old man showed up at the hospital at 2.30 a.m. saying, I've been shot. I've been shot. Someone shot me in the butt. They rush him in, take x-rays. There's no hole in his pants. They don't find a bullet. He's like, no, guys, I got shot. He was just really intoxicated and fell on his butt. Oh, he fell. And he I wonder fell. if he really thought he was shot, though. <laughs> he really thought he was shot, but they charged him with public intoxication. Oh, dang. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. Hey, call us anytime. If we don't answer, leave a message. 877-77-BOBBY. Here's Trevor from Idaho. I'm uh, 22 years old. Just got married last year. And we've got a baby due in July. Um, I'm getting pretty nervous. I just want to know if you guys have any advice for me, maybe. And Eddie, if you have any advice for a new parent, love to hear from you. Eddie, what about you? Man, I, the advice is, I know the biggest worry that people have when they have babies is, oh my gosh, how am I going to afford this? They're so expensive. And they are. They're, they are expensive, but it's a slow expense. You know, they start out pretty cheap. You know, everything they need is cheap, but then it gets you know, bigger and bigger expense, but then that gives you time to kind of prepare financially. And other than that, man, it's the most beautiful thing in the whole world. So this is the beginning of a new life, a different life because you are a dad now, but it's one of the best things in the world. One of our really close friends just had a baby and I was like, your life changed? He goes, nah, not really. Yeah. I just wake up a little more at night. Yeah. A little less sleep. That's going to happen, but it's amazing. Really? Yeah. I, I'm going to be honest with you. Sometimes I see people with babies and I'm like, dang, they got to be with that baby all the time. <laughs> yeah. I think the hardest thing for me was just embracing the fact that my life was going to change. Like, I want to be a dad now. I pictured myself, like, my pants getting higher and going to Lowe's and Home Depot on the weekend instead of out of the bars with my friends. You know, so and he's 22. So that's it's a hard thing to grasp. But once you understand that that child depends on you for the rest of your life and you get to mold and shape what he's going to become, where she's going to become, it's amazing. Dang it. So passionate about it. Oh, dude, I love it. Dang, I'm going to have a baby right now. Uh, but see, I Paul wish Caitlin I Caitlin over here. I wish I could have told. <laughs> <laughs> right. I wish I could have told myself this back then, though. It took. It's taken me years to figure this out. Amy, your situation's a little different. You have two adopted children. What would you like to say? Before the baby comes, like, get as much time with your significant other as as you can like soak that up because like Eddie said once the kids come into the picture your (laughs) life is forever changed and while it is 
for the better and amazing, uh, you're not going to ever get that time back. So soak it up and then just go easy on yourself. None of us really know what we're doing. Good one. We're all just figuring it out. So I think that's I think, an important message. It is. I yeah. think that's an important message about life. In my last book, I wrote mm-hmm. about that. Nobody knows what they're doing. People just act like they know what they're doing a little better. But generally with life, we're all just figuring it out as we go. And the people you think have it put together the most are just the people that know how to present they have it put together the most. Yeah. That's just generally the life rule. They're like, man, they really got it figured out. I'm telling you they don't. Parent, work, the whole situation. Um, okay, that's a good question there. Let me do one more. Morning, studio. I was just wondering what is the etiquette or is it appropriate to use the family restroom instead of like the men's versus women's in a retail store if you really, really have to go to the restroom and they're cleaning your bath, like just the boys or girls bathroom. But love you all. Thanks for everything you do. It's a great question. The answer is yes. If you really have to go, sometimes you... Here, if you really, really have to go, you have someone poke their head in the opposite person's bathroom and go, is there anybody in here? And then you go in that bathroom if you have to, if there's no one in there. And then have them watch the door. Mm. But yeah, of course. If they're cleaning the bathroom, you don't want to go in, go in the family bathroom. Family bathroom's full, go in the opposite sex one, make sure there's nobody on the toilet already. <laughs> and then have someone guard the door. <laughs> Yell really loud on the door. <laughs> we all feel the same about that, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Hey, thank you guys. Again, you can call us 877-77-BOBBY. <laughs> A rhinestone jock strap belonging to Elvis is on sale for more than $36,000. Are you kidding me? A jock strap <laughs> that belonged to Elvis Presley is out for sale for almost $40,000. The rhinestone studded posing pouch bearing the king's initials <laughs> was custom made by one of Elvis's fans and he wore it until his death in 1977. Wow. That's just weird, though. Because you're getting something his... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. They're, and I'm surprised. I would think if you were to say how much would it go for, I'd say a couple thousand. Because it's Elvis and he touched his body. But 36,000 is crazy. But that's music memorabilia. I love music memorabilia. Uh, in our studio right now is the Hootie and the Blowfish quilt. We did this last time mm-hmm. where you guys all recommended I get something. And Raymundo won. So we're going to do now up for grabs. If you... Pitch me something, and I like it so much, I'll buy it, and you get a finder's fee. Everybody have their stuff? Oh, nope. yeah. We got oh, it. Yeah. Who yeah. all has stuff? How many people have stuff? Me. One. I do. You four? Well, let's go to our champion. Raymundo, what would you like to pitch me? This is, um, you're the champion from last time. What do you have for me? Okay, so uh, there's a lot of stuff out there when it comes to music memorabilia, but I wanted to really stick it with country. You're a country guy. You love your country artists. Last time I ventured out a little bit with alternative music with Hootie. I want to go with something Garth. An N95 mask, and it has the entertainer of a lifetime, one of your favorite country musical acts, Garth Brooks, on it. Wow. And Mike might be showing you the picture right now he of is. it. He is. You can get a couple of them for about $50, and it is going to protect your life, your friend's life, anybody at the grocery store, and you're also going to do it in style. With Garth Brooks on it. Wow. What you're seeing there, he's singing one of them. He's got. Uh, he's also playing the guitar, and then another one's a portrait of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're okay. going to get three of these. They'll last you all summer long. $50 with shipping and handling. It's coming from Europe, but I will get it to you <laughs> for nothing more than $50. Okay, that stays on the list. Yeah! That stays on the list. I'm not marking that one off. Wow, a Garth N95 mask. It's everything I love. Amazing. Yeah. 
Uh, let's go over to Eddie. Eddie, what would you like to pitch? We're doing Bobby's music memorabilia. Is there anything you want to pitch me that you think I'd like to buy? Yeah, yeah. But so, so last time I felt like I just knocked it out of the park with Buddy Holly's necktie. It was right? just too expensive. Yeah, I know, but it was. Perfect. You're a huge music fan. I feel like you and I love the same kind of music. I thought you would love it. This time, from seeing who won last time and what they got you, Mm -hmm. I found the perfect gift. Okay, go ahead. This is a quilt. I love quilts. God, I love quilts. <laughs> For $47.99, just like the Hootie one, you can have one with all the John Mayer albums on it. Picture this, Bones. Here's your Hootie quilt, and then next to it is your John Mayer quilt. What albums do you like? Continuum? It's on there. Yeah. Wow. Let me, let me write this down. Born and Raised? Hey, you like the John Mayer trio? Let me write this down and then let me mark it out. Terrible. <laughs> what do you, you mean? You stole the guy's idea. Hey, I went to this website. They have one for every artist. I'm sure they do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, good try. You did not win. All right. All right okay. Fine. All right. Lunchbox, what, what music memory will you recommend to me? And the winner gets a finder's fee. Go ahead. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm going to have to switch it up last minute because I had a quilt with Counting Crows all over it, album covers. <laughs> so instead of that, I got Counting Crows. I mean, it's your favorite band. And you always want to take your favorite band everywhere you go, right? You want to you have them with you. You want to wear them close to your heart. So I found you a Counting Crows shirt collage. So you put the shirt on and it is of Counting Crows. It is amazing. I'm going to send it over to you right now so you, Mike, and you can pull it up on the screen. It's a shirt? It's a shirt with all Counting Crows Ooh. pictures on it. Ooh. It is so cool. See, how much it cost? It cost $23. Wow. That's it. $23.99. Uh, here. I mean, how amazing is that? Oh, I'm going to write this down and also mark it out. Oh. <laughs> you know, what's funny is... I think this is a good segment because I love Garth, I love John Mayer, I love Buddy Holly, I love Counting Crows. Exactly. Like that's a that's who I am. Yes. I mean, look at the shirt though; it has yeah. all their faces oh, on them. I don't even know their names, but they're on there. Dave, my friend Dave. Oh, Dave, Dave, Charlie, Charlie, yeah. Matt. One guy's got like cool hair and glasses. That's Adam Duritz. Okay. <laughs> um, Amy. Oh, we're so. I mean, oh, I was obsessed with mine, but Lunchboxes got rejected, but mine's not Counting Crows. It's a Kenny Rogers photo collage t-shirt, and Mike D has a picture of it. But Kenny Rogers is awesome, and like, yeah, he's no longer with us, and I thought it'd be a special way for you to honor him, and it's Kenny Rogers throughout the years. Like, How's young Ray gonna Kenny, win again? <laughs> like, Ray Kenny. knows the least about my music, but you guys are all right. I love Kenny Rogers. I love Bill Withers. Yeah. I love Buddy Holly and John Mayer. And Wait, Gar- but have you looked at it? I'm looking at it right now. I would not. You don't like it? No, it's probably not even made of that good of fabric. Oh my gosh. Oh, and the quilt okay. one? Fabric snob. <laughs> Ray, come on. How much are the masks? Oh I'll gosh. get them. You're going to walk around with the, the Garth Brooks from mask. overseas for less than $50. So what I'm going to do, Raymundo, you win again. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> Show me the money. I don't get it. Ray, here's the deal. You win again. I'm going to give you the money for the masks right now. Yeah. But I'm not giving you the finder's fee until I get the present. That's smart. I did vet the website and the app. It is legit. Okay. How much do I need to Venmo you? <laughs> $50. It says 39 on the page. There's, it's coming oh. from all the way in Europe. It's European. This isn't down the street on Broadway. Okay. I mean, Wait, why does the website and his number, do, why are they different, Bones? I don't care. Okay. I don't feel like dealing. Oh, it's shipping and handling. The total is $43.95. Thank you. So that's what I'm going to send to you. Uh, also gas to go to the mailbox. 
43.95. Why is Ray always trying to get me on money? Always. Uh, that Counting Crows t-shirt has a five-star review. 43.95. You know. So I put it in the text. All right, Raymundo. You've been sent the money for that. When I get, you get the finder's fee. And you win again. 2-0 in this game, baby. Oh, I love guard. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to our stupid segment. Thank you. So what happened? Well, I got a DM from a meteorologist here at News Channel 5, Henry Rothenberg. And he just said, hey, I just learned that your son has a fear of tornadoes ever since we had the one hit in March. And that he, too, when he was seven years old had a really bad fear and that he wouldn't mind hopping on a Zoom call or when coronavirus stuff ends, like inviting Stevenson up to the news weather room to go over stuff with him and really explain weather and what's happening and just so he can feel comfortable and doesn't have to freak out anytime he hears thunder or rain or whatever. And I just thought that that was super thoughtful. I was like, you're the nicest meteorologist in the world. And then my husband, since he's a pilot, he thinks he's like a sort of a meteorologist anyways so i think he'll geek out and want to go too and they can just all talk weather and it'll be great <laughs> that would be pretty cool if he got to do the green screen with the yeah that's still fun to me <laughs> because i'm gonna go back to arkansas sometime soon and i'm gonna go see barry brant he works as one of the meteorologists there uh-huh. and i wanted to get on the news and do the weather like i want the pressure of having Ooh. to do that green screen because <laughs> it's fun because you get on a green screen and, and you know they point at things on the map mm-hmm. but you don't see it behind you but you look in a monitor beside you mm-hmm. and you kind of have to learn how to do that. And people that don't want to do it always look ridiculous. I don't know how to do it. So I think that would be fun to do. So I've kind of made a deal with him that when I go back, he worked for KTV in Little Rock, that uh, I would go do the weather on the news. To do a weather oh. break? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and just guess. Well, low pressure and high pressure are meeting here, but that means they're meeting in the middle. I'll start walking you and sing Diamond. Everyone's like, great. Yeah, I yeah, learned yeah. nothing yeah, from yeah. this. <laughs> That's fun, though, huh? Yeah. yeah. Amy, you should have him wear a, like a green shirt. That way, when he gets up there, his head his, only his head's floating. floating. <laughs> oh, well, I don't even know if it, it includes any green screen time. Oh, it can oh, it if will. you want it to. Okay. Yes. Uh, who is that again? What's the name? Uh, Henry Rothenberg. Yeah. And uh, he works, yeah, at News Channel 5. So what, what's happening nice. with your daughter? Uh, I mean, same old, same old with her. Like she said, some issues in her mouth. Yeah. That's pretty much it. And then we're getting hair done. She had to have a tooth pulled and hair done this week, which is two painful things. What's up with that tooth pulled? I should, I don't know. She just has a, a baby tooth that wasn't coming out. And like a month or so ago, or maybe a few weeks ago, once it was safe for them to go to the dentist, she... The, the dentist said, no, no, it's going to fall out on its own. It's fine. And it's not. And so she kept asking my husband to pull it out with a string and do all kinds of stuff. And Did we're he like, try to do that or no? With that. No, no, we'll do that if he, they like to, he's done it to a few of their teeth because I think it's cool, but not this one. Something seemed off. Yeah. I didn't go to the dentist. We were very poor. So I didn't go to the dentist until my twenties. Oh yeah. So we could never go to the dentist, but what we would do when I have teeth problems, we do the string thing. But I would have to sometimes pull my own teeth. Ugh. You'd take the string, tie it on the doorknob, and slam the door. Oh, my God. Yes, we did that. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, it did make me think because I do feel in a position where I can take her to the dentist. But for a week now, I've been saying, no, we don't need to go to the dentist because we don't just go to the dentist because we can. It's not. And I feel thankful we have insurance, but the, it doesn't make it free. And then I, so I don't want them to think that. Just because of a minor little irritation, that means we just go to the doctor, we go to the dentist. And it made me think of you. Yeah. I, I almost wanted to say to them, 
You know, when Bobby was a kid, he couldn't just go to the dentist. Never went. And then had so much back work to do. It took me probably eight years to get caught up. How old were you when you first went? Mm, 21, 22, maybe 23. I don't remember at this point. Dang, it's been a while now. But I had, we we, we would pull out teeth with pliers. I don't even want to talk about that because it makes people feel uncomfortable (laughs) listening to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, I was poor, but everybody around me was poor too. So it wasn't, for the most part, like people running around with new veneers and I'm over here going, oh. But if we just. Right, that's what you did. Yeah. And you learn to manage. And you really didn't know you were missing out until later on when they were like, oh, you have, I had really bad teeth. Like my greatest, one of my greatest purchases I feel was to get my teeth fixed. I think I wrote that in my first book was that's when I felt like I was making it. When I bought my mom a trailer, I was able to buy her two acres of land in a trailer and then was able to get my teeth fixed because it was two things I always worried about. And so, but yeah, we just, we just managed. And if you had bad, you'd, you got Ambisol and just kept your tooth numb the whole time until it went away or you ripped it out. <laughs> Not good times for sure. What about your hair days? You know, <laughs> I'm, I was fine on that part. <laughs> yeah, you know, we, know. the neighbor, Scotty's mom would shave our head. <laughs> mm-hmm. buzz yeah, that was it. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. There's a family in Georgia. They're asleep in the middle of the night and Boom! Their house gets struck by lightning. The 16-year-old wakes up, looks out the window, and the barn has caught on fire. And he's like, oh no, the horses. The door's locked. He runs out there and just starts, boom, boom, kicks the lock off the door and gets all 14 horses out of the barn. Wow. None of them harmed. Wow, look at that. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's what it's all about right there. That was Tell Me Something Good. I'm going to play a voicemail for you in a second. A caller asked about something that I've also wondered about. And Amy, I think you're the expert on this. It's something that you you ladies are doing right now. And I just didn't want to be dumb and be like, what does this mean? But they're going to ask it. I'm going to play it coming up. First, though, Amy, let's go over to you and get the morning corny. The morning corny. Why should you never try to spell part backwards? Why should you never try to spell part backwards? Because it's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> That was the morning corny. All right, let's hear from Jenna in Oklahoma. Um, yeah, so I keep seeing these little beauty fridges that girls have next to their nightstand. I'm just confused when this happened. Or is it just a thing now? Let me know. Amy, what's a beauty fridge? Uh, there are these little teeny tiny cute fridges that you can keep in your bathroom or, yeah, like she said, by your bed, and they hold eye patches, maybe your eye cream, uh, some lip gloss or different nail polish. Like there's all kinds of things that you can use to refrigerate that just feel good. Like for me, I don't have a little beauty fridge, but I keep my eye cream and eye patches in my refrigerator because it feels so good to put on my eye really, really cold. So it's not like cauliflower. Girls aren't putting cauliflower in the beauty fridge next to their bed. No, they're putting their beauty products. Okay. (laughs) I didn't know what a beauty fridge was. I didn't know why. Yeah, that, that, that makes total sense, though. You guys can always call 877-77-BOBBY. Hi, Bobby. I have a question. I need advice. I just started talking to this guy, and he calls me pet names all the time, like Sweetie and Honey, and I like him, but I don't have a good pet name for a guy to call him back. I feel weird. So do you have any advice on cute names to call guys that guys would like? Okay, have a great day. Most guys accept what's given to them. We don't have to love it. We learn to accept it. However, if I were to say a name that a guy would like, 
If you were to call him Big something, he would oh. like it. I know, I'm but kidding. I'm not doing that. I know, but if you were like Big hey, Daddy, Big, yeah, sure, that's good. Yeah, Big Daddy. Daddy. <laughs> I'm just like telling you. Father. I'm just telling no, you. Oh, like what do you Nobody, call? What do you no, call your husband? If I use a, any pet name, it's like Babe. Okay, but if you're like, like hey, hey Babe, it's not. Big and you know babe. what? He wouldn't choose that if you got to pick. No. he just accepts it. He lives with it. It's fine. I don't think he really thinks anything of it. I think but he just if, thinks Babe. But if I were to call him Big. Daddy. Anything. Oh, he would love it. No, anything. he would not. Okay, no. I'm going to try this out. What do you want me to call him? Big what? Papa? Uh, oh, yeah. Big Papa's good. <laughs> big Papa's real good. Any, anything big. Give me, that's all love. I can think of is Big Daddy big, or Big just Papa. Call him, hey, so. big, big Sweetie. Or hey, my big man. <laughs> yeah. Big Papa. Big Pockets. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> big, 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 big biceps. Just figure out. Figure, just anything like that. Hey, hey, big. Hey, big. Yeah. Hey, hey, big babe. Big Cotty. Yeah, okay. anything big like hottie. that. I'll, I'll, if you I'm could, making a note. Big if stuff, you could big make stuff. It, hey, oh, big stuff's a good one. Yeah. Hey, big stuff. Sounds yeah. Good, huh? Big stuff? It, yeah. That's just something big. Just, okay. Trust me on this. Big boy. Yeah, hey, big boy. Oh, big oh, boy. Oh, big boy, one, Amy. <laughs> okay. Big boy. Big boy. Big boy. We have a little science experiment for Eddie to do. Eddie doesn't know about this yet. So, I was watching... TV and a commercial came on for this toilet paper and Charmin has ultra soft they have ultra strong mm-hmm. and I was like well what's the difference like and why would you buy one or the other are you like honey didn't have a good dinner last night we should get ultra strong this week <laughs> you know don't you just grab whatever so we have three kinds of toilet paper in the bathroom waiting for you mm-hmm. we have ultra soft ultra strong and we have what we're calling ultra industrial, which is just the crap they put in here for the cheap stuff from here. And we're going to see if you can tell the difference on each of them by wiping. What? Wiping what? His butt in the, butt no, in the bathroom. When? But what if I don't have to go? You don't, no, you don't. It's just a, you, <laughs> we don't want you to go. Can't you just wipe it on his Why would I use leg? the toilet paper if I don't go? Well, you have, you're just going to go do it like can you, you were. Can you just wipe it here on his arm? No, no. That's not the point. Who wants it on your no, arm? No, you have to do it where it... So we're going to well, get you on the phone weird. in the bathroom. What on earth? We're going to test ultra soft, ultra strong, and ultra industrial. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to see if you can tell the difference, Okay. I can tell you right now I'm going to tell the difference. Okay, well, we're not going to let you know it until you get in there. <laughs> we're going live to the bathroom right now where our video producer, Eddie, is. Video producer, my best friend, and a guy who loves a good bathroom visit. Right, Eddie? No, I mean, I do spend a lot of my day in the bathroom. Okay, so I was watching a commercial where Charmin has ultra soft and ultra strong. And I was like, could you even tell the difference? And would you ask for a di- Like, hey, babe. What's happening? <laughs> Why are you flushing right now? Well, because there was something in there. Oh, okay. Oh. All right, so ultra soft, ultra strong, and we have ultra industrial, which is whatever the, the janitor put in there, okay? So you don't know which are which, right? No, I have scuba C right outside the stall handing me each one. <laughs> <laughs> this is so dumb. All right, so are you prepared? Are you, you have your pants, pants down? <laughs> Both. I'm in position. Okay, here we go. Hand him toilet paper number one. <laughs> toilet paper number one, Steve. Here we go. How many squares is it? Um, it's a good, um, I would say, a roll of uh, about six times. About six squares, you say? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, here we go. Try the first one out. We're trying to see if we can tell the difference between ultra soft, ultra strong, or ultra industrial. All right. That's a little, it's not very comfortable. Mm. Okay. So do I have to tell you what I think this is right now? You don't have to. Just remember what number one is because you may want to okay. compare them. 
Got it. Okay, here we go. Number two. Number two, Steve. Number two. Here we go. Oh, this is definitely a little fluffier. Mm. Oh, well, not bad. <laughs> All right. There you First go. one hurt a little bit. Yeah, okay. Oh, mm-hmm. Number two felt pretty good? Yeah, number oh. two's not bad. All right, let's try one more. All right, number three, Steve. Number three. Ugh. Mike D makes notes during the show, and he wrote Eddie's guesses. Said number one hurts a little. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, Bones. Number three is like a cloud. Wow. Okay. Number one hurts a little. Number two is softer. Number three is like a cloud. Of all the toilet yeah. papers, where would you assign them? Okay. So what, what were what were the what was the first one? There's ultra soft, which is a Charmin. Okay. There's ultra mm-hmm. strong, which is Charmin, and there's the janitor's ultra industrial. Okay. So number one is definitely ultra industrial. All right. Hey, Scuba Steve is number one ultra-industrial. It sure is. You got it right. You got one right. All right. Great. Number two, Eddie. Okay. All right. So number two, this is trickier. I think I'm going to have to go with the one in between. So what are my two final options? They're strong and soft. Okay. I'm going to go with number two and strong because it was quite comfortable, but it did feel like it, it would do the job. Okay. Okay. Scuba Steve is number two ultra strong. Eddie is correct. Eddie, that makes number three. Yeah, ultra soft. Ultra soft, you went three for three. (laughs) Wow. He is a connoisseur of toilet paper. Who knew? Eddie, so what's your recommendation here of, of those three? Which one should people get? Well, guys, I'm going to have to go with I'm impressed with how soft Strong was. Oh. Uh, be- because the, the Strong, it did the job. If you have, you know, a little more work that you need your toilet paper to do, yeah. number two will do it, and it'll also feel pretty comfortable on your bottom. Ultra Strong it is. Wow, there it is. Well, this is not even a commercial. Eddie, thank you, brother. We appreciate what you're doing. Thanks, Bones. Let me flush again. No, it... Okay. All right. All right. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Oh, man. So there's this chicken named Colorado, and it got too large for her own legs to support herself due to factory farm chickens. Oh, wow. They're bred to grow really quickly, like way faster than they should. But there's this rescue farm that will take in these chickens. Poor Colorado. They thought they were going to have to put her down because she just was so uncomfortable. She couldn't walk. She couldn't support herself. Well, the husband at this sanctuary, he read about a chicken wheelchair online. So then chicken he, wheelchair? Yeah, wow. so then he built one for Colorado, and ever since Colorado got her wheelchair, her sparkle is back. Is this a real story? <laughs> yes, there's a, there's a rescued wow. factory farm. They rescue chickens that are, you know, basically born to fatten up and then give yeah. birth. Or eat. Yeah, eat. Eat, actually. And Colorado got saved. They built a wheelchair. Wow. You believe that one? No, a wheelchair. Or a, a chicken, chicken named a chicken. Colorado in a wheelchair. <laughs> all of those things. <laughs> That's what it's all about right there. That was Tell Me Something Good. I'll give you a catchphrase from a 90s TV show. All you have to do is name the show that it's from. Amy, Lunchbox, Eddie. Write your answer down. First one's easy. Hello, Newman. What? Got wow, it. Amy doesn't wow. know. Shocking. Wow. So I'm giving you a catchphrase from a 90s TV show. Just name the show. Hello, Newman. Wow, Amy's going to go down first round. Oh, this is so sad. 
Hmm. You have nothing, Amy? Hello, Newman. Am I doing it right? Yeah, yeah. perfect. Okay. All right, let's go to Amy. Amy, what's your answer? Seinfeld. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Lunchbox? Seinfeld. Eddie? Seinfeld, man. Nice job. Hello, Newman. Yeah. Amy, did you just guess that? Oh, yeah, because I figured it had to be something super popular, and I, I know a little bit of Seinfeld, but not all of it, all so right. that's what I went with. All right, here's this one. How you doing? How you doing? What 90s TV show is How You Doing? Amy? Friends. Lunchbox? That's Joey from Friends. Eddie? Friends. Here you go. How you doing? Yeah, I kind of knew that one that good. (laughs) But that's still Friends. Nice job. All right, how about this one? You got it, dude. What 90s TV show is that? All right, Amy, coming over to you. What is that? Full House. Lunchbox? Full House. Eddie? That's Full House. Little Michelle. Nice. You got it, dude. You got it, dude. (laughs) Okay. How about this one? Dope! Can you name that 90s TV show? Amy? Simpsons. Good. Lunchbox? Simpsons. Good. Eddie? The Simpsons. Nice. Dope! Wow, that's a good one. (laughs) How about this one? Did I do that? Amy? Uh, Family Matters. Lunchbox? Family Matters. Eddie? Family Matters. Man, you guys are killing it right now. Did I do that? How about this one? Is that your final answer? Ooh. Mm-hmm. 90s TV catchphrases. Is that? Is that your final answer? Ooh, Amy's struggling. Struggle bus alert! <laughs> Wait. <laughs> the 90s? Mm-hmm. Is that your final that- answer? Time. Amy. Who wants to be a millionaire? Yeah, correct. Lunchbox. Yeah, I, Who wants I, to be a millionaire? Eddie? Who wants to be yeah. a millionaire? With the Regis. important thing is, is it your final answer? Nice. How about, oh my God, they killed Kenny. Amy. Uh-oh. Uh, Dawson's Creek? <gasps> yeah, because in Dawson's Creek, there was always that time when they killed Kenny every episode. <laughs> <laughs> I just had a guess real quick. <laughs> Dawson's Creek. Lunchbox? South Park. Correct, Eddie? South Park. Amy, you've been oh. eliminated. Okay, never seen it. Oh my God! They killed Kenny. <laughs> Dawson's Creek. Not Dawson's Creek. The next one is whoa. We could have a winner at any time here. One of you guys have to right. miss. Yeah. Lunchbox. Blossom. Eddie. That's a whoa blossom. Nice. All right. That was terrible. Eddie. Whoa. <laughs> whoa. How about a baby's gotta do what a baby's gotta do? Somebody can win it with this one. Name that '90s TV show catchphrase. Is the game. Lunchbox. Rugrats. Eddie. Oh, dang, that makes so much sense. I put step by step. That's incorrect. Lunchbox is the winner. There oh, he is. Wow. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Got money on my mind. Yeah. Get it Every time I step up in the building, everybody hands go up. And they stay there. And they stay there. And, they stay there. and that's my final answer. There we go. Any, cram- any crowbars in a 90s nice, phrase. Nice. There you go. Nice job. Thank you for playing along in your car or at home. We appreciate you guys. You guys send us a lot of emails. We appreciate that. A lot of times you ask for advice. Let's open up the mailbag. Bobby's Mailbag. Hey, Bobby Bones. Love you. Love the show. My 16-year-old son told me he doesn't want to go back to school next year because he wants to focus on his YouTube channel. He's a smart kid. He's been an A and B student all throughout high school. He started making YouTube videos because he wanted to grow up to be like some of his favorite YouTube stars who get millions of views and earn millions of dollars. 
He currently has 64 subscribers and has dreamed of becoming a YouTuber since he was about 12. He said he'd need to invest more of his time if he really wanted to make it as a YouTuber. I want to be supportive, but I'm worried he will lose interest as he finds it's very hard to make money this way. How do I convince him to go back to school without crushing his dream? It's from Allison. Thank you for the email, Allison. I'll go first. Where I feel like the YouTuber now is the radio podcaster of me, my day. And when I said, hey, I just want to do radio and TV, that that doesn't happen to normal people like Mm -hmm. me. Where I grew up, nobody goes and does radio TV. So there's nobody around you telling you, yeah, you should do it. But I said, you know, I want to do it. But what I also did was said, well, I'm going to go and get an education at the same time. I'm going to do it parallel with my education. And I have no doubt that plan A is going to work because I'm never going to go to plan B. It's always back to plan A. But I had an education as well. I was learning just in case. There was never a just in case, but just in case. Mm -hmm. What I would say is support his dream because if you're not supporting a dreamer, then who, who in the world is going to be dreaming these big things that get done? Someone told me, no, you'll never be able to do it close to me. I don't know how to react to that. However, I think you have to make a deal with him. Like, yeah, chase this. It's going to be tough. If you really want to do it, you got to commit, but you have to chase this. You have to commit to other things too. Like, I will help you do this if you achieve this grade, these grades, this school. You have, There's got to be a balance for him because most people don't make it. But some do. I would tell him that. I'd tell your son that some do. And you do have to invest pretty much all of your time into it, except the time you're learning and going to school. So what I would suggest to you is let him know that you believe in him, that if that's what he wants to do, you will support him. But in order for that that, that belief and support to come through, he's going to also have to meet the requirements that you have to live in that house. And that's go to school and finish school. That's what I say. Make a deal with them. I'm very much on compromise more so than one way or the other. But I had the dreams like this kid. I'm not even going to hate on this kid. It is funny when he has 64 followers, but he wants to make it. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. But there was a time when I was working in Hot Springs, Arkansas. And nobody was listening to me on the radio. And I was broke. And a lot of people were like, ah, you talk like a hillbilly. Or you talk too fast. You don't have a good radio voice. But I hung in there. And I think he can too. With the, And who knows? He may just get bored eventually and be like, this is too hard. And when he does, thank God he's been going to school. Yeah. Amy, what do you think? That's exactly what I would say as a mom to my kids. So you nailed it. Encourage him to pursue this, by the way. It doesn't have to yeah. be just a deal. Be like, I love your passion. To have a kid have a passion about something, regardless of what it is, is awesome. A direction to go. Because if they're going a direction, a lot of these distractions aren't going to exist for them. They could get them in trouble. So I love that. Eddie, you got four kids. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah, I, th- I think the, the key for sure is believing in him, but making him understand. I do believe that he will... Uh, appreciate it more if it succeeds with him working hard at school and the YouTube channel. Like doing both, I think if he does succeed at the YouTube channel, he'll really appreciate it yeah. and understand how hard work, how much work it took to make it. So yeah, I, I, what you're saying, perfect. I, Allison, I don't think that was what you wanted to hear probably. I think you wanted us to go, tell him finish school, then he can do YouTube. Yeah, no. no, push him. Say, I got you. We're going to do this together. Uh, but also you have to go to school. Deal? Deal. All right, there you go. And that was Bobby's Mailbag. You can always reach out to us. Hey, Morgan, number two, if people want to reach out to us through email and be featured in the mailbag, where do they email us? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. All right, there you go. They released the 50th happiest songs ever released. Here's the top five. Not mine, by the way. I'll give you mine in a second. Number five, Rick Astley, Never Gonna Give You Up. Never gonna give you up. 
jam. I didn't get to experience this the first time. It's a little older than I am. Like when? Like 70s? 80s. Oh. If I didn't listen to the radio, then I was like one. Hey, you're a baby. But I like it now. I like when people get Rickrolled. <laughs> I was watching Foo Fighters play a live show, and he came out and sang it as they were doing rock. Oh, really? Yeah, it was pretty cool. <laughs> Number four, Walking on Sunshine, Katrina and the Waves. That's the If you were to ask me, I would go, nah, whatever. But when I hear it, it does pet my step. Yeah. And woo, I feel good. Woo. Right? Turn it up here. Yeah, good. This next one I love. All these songs, again, this is all time. So most of these are kind of older than us as far as like when we were driving and hearing songs. But I love Paul Simon. You can call me Al. One of the most fun songs ever here. Come on. The video is awesome. Chevy Chase was yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. With like yeah. tromboners on there. You the can call me out. Call me out. That's a fun song. So far, I'm in this. Uh, Come on, Eileen. Dexy's Midnight oh, Runner. Oh, you love this one. Yeah. Sometimes I'll play them at the dance party just because it's fun. Come on, Eileen. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, Bon Jovi, Living on a Prayer. Oh. Sometimes we'll cover this in concert. You want to see a crowd go berserk? Play this. Amazing. You can just play the first one and let the crowd sing the whole thing. Great one. And then uh, here's one more. The Bee Gees, Staying Alive. Happiest songs ever released. All older. But I would put not a tempo that makes me happy, but just the song and when it comes on, it makes me feel and think. Travis Trick, Great Day to Be Alive. And it's a great day to be alive. I know the sun's still shining when I close my eyes. How good is that song? It's a jam. Like to make you feel good. Like, yeah, crap happens. But so what? It's a great day. Like today is a great day. Friends in Low Places is a great happy song. Amy, what comes to your mind? Happiest songs ever. Like, if I just go, what makes you feel happy? Go. Oh, I love the, if you could, she holds the world in a paper cup. Oh, oh you know? yeah, yeah. Hey, it's hard drink to sing it with that music. Drink it up. Um, drink it up. Jared Neiman also drink- did a version of it. <laughs> yes. I'm so in love. Juice Newton? Uh, Dang it. Danny's song. What is it? Yes. Yeah, it's called Danny's song. I think it's Loggins and Messina. Am I right about that? Yeah, dude. Loggins and Messina. I just, oh, Anne Murray is what she knows. No, I think she knows this one. Really? Yeah. Is gonna be alright. This is it, right, Amy? Yeah, this is it. It just makes me happy. <laughs> We're all just swaying. We're not even doing uh, the radio show anymore. We're all going to our personal fun places. You have one, Eddie? Uh, I, I would just go anything Bob Marley. I never got Bob Marley. Man, you play some Bob Marley and it just takes you to another place. Usually it's a tropical place. You know what I like about Bob Marley? What? That song. Mm. That's a pretty good one. Yes, it's a jam. I like the one that goes, don't worry. Three little birds. About a thing, because yeah, every yeah. little thing. Come oh, on, come on. Right? That's a good one, Eddie. You got me. Yes. That was a good one. But I'm not a beach guy, so maybe that's why I don't feel it. Yeah, and you can't listen to this without going to the beach in your mind. So, yeah, I get that. Yeah, I don't, I don't even get the beach. So where would you want to go in your mind? Is there a song about good Wi-Fi? <laughs> like really strong Wi-Fi where there's no disc? Like, that would be mine. Okay. 
So happy you guys could spend even just a few minutes with us today. Thank you so much. Gotta go. Hopefully you guys will be around. We'll be around. I'm around all day, actually. Mr. Bobby Bones on Twitter and Instagram. And if you have the iHeartRadio app, search Bobby Bones Show on demand. Thank you, guys. Come on, y'all. Bobby Bones Show. Yeah.